Well, hello. Good morning. I have to confess, all this is quite strange. Although over the years I've made one or two teaching videos, I think this is the first time I've ever preached a Sunday sermon into a camera. And I find it very odd because, to be honest, when I'm preaching, I, I like to see people. I like to see how people are responding. I like to spot those who are nodding off. Not that any of you ever do, of course. But these are the circumstances of today, and it's a, a privilege to be able to share with you this morning. In our series, we've been looking at John's Gospel, uh, the account that John made of the life of Jesus. And, and right at the beginning of it, John introduces us to the Word. The Word was God, the Word was with God, everything was made through the Word. And as John goes on to describe this Word, he then makes it clear that he's really talking about Jesus, that the Word became a human being and he identifies him with the person we would now call Jesus. He goes on to explain how this Jesus is really the promised Messiah. And in making that explanation, he introduces us to another John, known as John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist's task was to prepare the way for this word, prepare the way for this Messiah. And he did so by preaching uh, in his remarkable uh, gear of camel's hair and eating locusts and all that kind of stuff, traditional prophetic type uh, appearance. He did so by preaching a, a message of repentance. He invited people to repent and be baptized to prepare themselves and prepare their hearts for the coming of this Messiah. And as we progressed with that and John uh, met Jesus, he described him as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And it's in that context we come to our reading this morning and we're introduced to another character, somebody called Andrew. Uh, let me read this morning's passage. It's from John chapter 1 and verse 35. The next day John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning round, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. And so we're introduced to, to Andrew. And it's worth just spending a, a few moments uh, seeing what we know about him. Obviously, he was to become one of the key 12 followers of Jesus, the 12 disciples, the 12 apostles, as they were called. We know that his name was a Greek name, even though he was a Jew. And uh, the name means, when translated, manly. Yes, I know, Andy Gibson springs straight to mind. He was the son of somebody called Jonas, 
or sometimes also known as John. And we know also that at some stage he moved from Bethsaida to Capernaum with his brother Simon, and the two of them had a fishing partnership together. Now we'll mention some of the other activities that Andrew did as they're described in the Bible as we go through this morning. You see, after Jesus uh, had died and risen from the dead and uh, ascended back to heaven, all of which Andrew had been uh, a witness of in some way, the Holy Spirit was then poured out, and Andrew was part of that experience too. And these key apostles spread the good news of Jesus everywhere. Andrew did that, but we don't know for sure exactly where. There are a number of traditions. The strongest ones suggest that he uh, preached and took the good news of Jesus to places like Thrace and Achaia, possibly even as far as modern-day Istanbul. And tradition also tells us that in the year AD 60, Andrew was crucified because of his faith. But he didn't want to be crucified in the way Jesus was, and he was crucified on a cross turned sideways into the, the saltire shape. Uh, that is, is what tradition tells us. But what else do we know about Andrew? What do we learn from this particular passage of scripture about him? And, and what does it teach us both about his response and his attitude, but also that of Jesus. Uh, that's what we're going to try to unpack in these next few minutes as we share together. We're introduced to Andrew as a follower of John the Baptist, uh, someone who obviously is seeking after truth. Presumably when the Bible describes him as a follower or a disciple of John the Baptist, it doesn't simply mean that he was one of the many who was baptized by John, but he would have been one who with a number of others spent time with John and listened to his teaching and was fascinated by what he had to say about this coming Messiah. Basically, Andrew wanted to know the truth. He was a seeker. He was hungry to find out what truth really was. There are many people today who genuinely want to know the truth. But part of the problem with that is that there are so many voices, so many competing calls out there. Uh, our mainstream media and social media all have particular angles they want us to follow, all have uh, uh, particular things they want us to persuade about, want to persuade us about. Some people nevertheless still seek after truth, but some are cornered by one error or another, one exaggeration or another, and some eventually just give up on it all with the idea that nobody can really know truth. It, it's, all, it's all a pointless exercise. So they live for the simple pleasures or maybe even the extreme pleasures of life and try to push the big questions out of the way completely. But in the midst of it all, as I said, there are some who want to know, really want to know. And I suspect Andrew was one of these. He'd listened to John the Baptist. He'd been enthralled as John the Baptist had talked. He'd, he'd been fascinated as John the Baptist pointed to Jesus. John the Baptist identified Jesus as the Messiah. John the Baptist talked about the importance of Jesus. And he must have taught well. Because when Andrew heard again John say that Jesus was the Lamb of God, literally he, he followed Jesus, he and his friend who we don't know for sure who that friend was, though I have some ideas. He got up, he followed Jesus, 
he literally tagged along. It's still true that Jesus attracts those who really want to know. That desire that can spring up in people's hearts to want to know truth can come from all sorts of different places. For some people, it can come through a time of personal tragedy or personal trial. For some, it can be a, a kind of light bulb moment that comes out of the blue. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, the turning point for him was, believe it or not, when he was watching football at White Hart Lane, watching Tottenham Hotspur play football. And he was suddenly overwhelmed with this realization that of all the people in that vast crowd, God knew him, <clears throat> that he was an individual and that he mattered. And that was the beginning of his journey. For some, it's the despair of everyday living. And in these particular times in which we live, there are many who are feeling that, wondering, is there any point? And, and if there is, we need to know, is there something deeper that we've experienced so far? If we want to know the truth, we need to be serious about wanting to know the truth. And Andrew was. There are huge questions, questions that need to be answered or, or at least need to be addressed so we can be at peace with them. Does life have any real meaning? Why do I exist? Why is the world in a, in a mess? And why are people so incapable of living up to the standards they set for themselves? What happens when I die? Is there a God? And if there is a God, has he said anything? These questions and many more matter hugely. In John chapter 14, Jesus describes himself as the way, the truth and the life. And earlier in John chapter 1, talking about the word, the word is described as being full of of grace and truth. So I guess this morning the real question is, how much do we really, really want to know truth? And so Jesus sees Andrew and his friend uh, tagging along and uh, he asks them, what do you want? And Andrew's reply is, where are you staying? which is, I guess, just his way of, of saying, I'd like to hear more. But Jesus doesn't tell him where he's staying. He actually says, come and see. Come and see. These are still the words of Jesus to those who want to know. Come and see. You see, truth about life is not found in abstract concepts. It's not found in the meanderings of, of the human mind trying to grapple with stuff which is far too big for that mind. Truth is in the person of Jesus Christ. Truth is personal because Jesus Christ is God. Come to us. And so this phrase, come and see, is right at the centre of the message of God. Uh, Jesus often spoke about people coming to him. He said, come to me, all you who are tired of carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Uh, there's lots of pictures in the Bible about the need to come. Later on, we know that Andrew was to become a full-time follower of Jesus. And he did come, and he did really see what was going on. Uh, he saw the miracles. 
he was there when the water was turned into wine. Uh, that was the, the launch pad. He was there when uh, all sorts of amazing things happened. Uh, people raised from the dead, blind people seeing and the like. He was there when Jesus taught and he listened to Jesus' teaching and tried to understand it. Andrew saw a man who lived life the way it was meant to be lived. He also was there to see Jesus die, albeit from a distance, that dreadful crucifixion. Jesus rose from the dead and Andrew was one of those who saw Jesus after he'd risen from the dead. He was a witness to Jesus ascending back to heaven, the Bible tells us. And he was there when the Holy Spirit was poured out. Oh yeah, Andrew came and Andrew saw and Andrew's life was totally changed. You see, Andrew was exposed to the person of Jesus. He wasn't just exposed to ideas about him. He, he didn't just kind of read a book about him or listen to what other people said. He met Jesus. He saw Jesus. He listened to Jesus. And essentially, nothing's changed. If you want to make sense of this life, you need to hear the call of Jesus. Come and see. Come and spend time with me. Come and learn from me. Come and experience me. You see, it's all personal. That's why Jesus came. The expressed communication of God. But of course, this isn't a, a, a private thing. I have a brother. He's three and a half years older than me. <clears throat> and in my crueler moments, I like to tell people that he's fatter, older, shorter and bolder than I am. But actually, I think the world of him. Uh, we've always got on very well. Well, that is, as soon as I got to grow to be as big as, as he was. During these weeks, during this time of uh, confusion, of, of lockdown, of trying to find uh, things to occupy ourselves, We've been in touch a great deal, sharing things that have encouraged us or amused us because we want to keep each other informed. Andrew's brother was Simon. And after spending the day with Jesus, the first thing Andrew did was he went and he told his brother, we found the Messiah. He didn't just tell him that they found the Messiah. He brought him to Jesus. He had something exciting, something which he knew about, which he couldn't keep to himself. And probably the person closest to him in the whole of life was his brother. And he was the one he wanted to know the truth. Soon afterwards, Jesus was to find both of them, Simon and Andrew. And uh, they were by the, the fishing boat doing some maintenance, I guess, in, the, in their fishing work and Jesus called them to be full-time followers of him. He also called James and John at the same time, the same John who's telling this story. You see, Andrew had a real gift for inviting people. At the feeding of the 5,000 when <clears throat> people didn't know uh, how they were going to feed all these people and Jesus wanted them fed, it was Andrew who brought the boy to Jesus with uh, the loaves and the fish. We read about that in John chapter 6. 
In John chapter 12, we read of some Greek people who wanted to meet Jesus and they spoke to Philip about it. <clears throat> now, I don't know why for sure, but I have my, my, my guess here. Philip went to Andrew and the two of them together went to tell Jesus about this. I just wonder if Philip was the other disciple of John the Baptist who'd gone with Andrew that first day. I don't know, but I like to think so. You see, once we have discovered the truth, that is Jesus, we need to tell that truth or to talk about that truth to those we care about. Come and see. Come and see. Come and meet this one who has changed my life completely. We're sometimes reluctant because we fear rejection. We're sometimes reluctant to share because we fear being ridiculed, and we will be. There's plenty of people out there who will make fun of us. Sometimes we're a bit frightened we'll be out of our depth because people ask such really, really big and important questions. But you know, it's Jesus people need to know. Not our cleverness or our ignorance. It's Jesus. And we have this simple message, this simple job, which is come and see. Come and see. Come and meet this Jesus. If you're uh, listening to all this today and you're hungry for truth, I, I make a simple invitation to you. Come and see. Come learn about Jesus. Come accept the invitation to meet him by his spirit. You'll meet a, a lot of other people who've done exactly the same thing. A, a very odd bunch, just like those early disciples were a very odd bunch, and it's called the church. This odd bunch of people who've come to see and been enthralled and captivated by truth. If you're already a believer this morning, then please, please remember to invite others to come and see. What a privilege to be like Andrew and be a bridge by which others can know Jesus. There are many privileges I've had in life for those of you who don't know, I, I was a Baptist minister for 30 odd years. And of all the privileges, the greatest one of all has been to introduce people to Jesus. I haven't always been very good at it, but oh, when you do, it's amazing. And I've seen people's lives transformed. I've seen people come and see and walk away again, and that's broken my heart. But I've seen many others come to understand the truth, come to grasp the truth, and come to realize that the truth is in a person, not in a thought. You know, Andrew could easily have become very resentful. His brother became much more famous than he was. His brother had that huge role in the early days of the church. His brother was Simon the Rock. His brother became a key leader in the early church and we hear very little about Andrew later on. In fact, his brother Simon or, or Peter as he became known and James and John, the other two who were called from that uh, fishing location, they became a kind of inner circle with Jesus and Jesus often had just the three of them with them as he taught or as they experienced things together. Andrew wasn't part of that. However, in all that, there's no hint of resentment. He, he just got on with being a follower of Jesus. He just got on with 
enjoying the presence of Jesus. He just got on with discovering and exploring the truth in all its fullness. He got on with being uh, what he was good at, with being a bridge to bring others to Jesus. Many of you will have heard the story of Albert McMakin, but uh, I'm hoping uh, enough of you haven't for it to be new to you. Many years ago in, in America, Albert McMakin, uh, from a farming background, was a Christian man who really, really wanted the young people of his area, of his farming community, to hear the good news of Jesus. And there was a preacher who was preaching not that far away in these big campaign meetings. And he would take the young people to hear night after night. And there was one particular young man he wanted to get there, but that young man wasn't remotely interested. He was too busy, uh, too busy chasing girls. He had just too much to do in life. But Albert McMakin had a strategy and he knew that this young man loved to drive. And he persuaded him one night to drive the pickup truck, which took the young people to hear this preacher. The young man, having got there, thought he might as well go in and listen. And that night he heard the good news of Jesus and committed his life to Jesus Christ. The young man's name was Billy Graham. And thousands upon thousands of people have come to know Jesus and the truth because of Billy Graham. But Billy Graham came to know the truth because of Albert McMakin. Most people have never heard of him, but it doesn't matter. This is our privilege, you see. Uh, Christianity is not about uh, obeying a set of rules, uh, though how we live does matter. Christianity is not a, a set of boxes to tick or a way to dress or any kind of stuff like that. Christianity is a relationship with the living Lord Jesus Christ, who is God's expressed communication to us, the expression of God's heart, the expression of God's love. Christianity is a living relationship with the Lord of life himself. And he would say to every one of us today, come and see, come and see. Come and get to know me. Come and discover for yourself. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you. Thank you that in our need, you didn't leave us by ourselves. You didn't cast us aside. Thank you that you came to humanity in the form of Jesus, your son. Thank you that that word, that living expression of you, brought to our experience truth in a personalized form. And thank you that that truth and that love is for us today. And thank you, Lord, that those words are still the words of your heart to all who would really want to know. Come and see. Lord, I pray you'd give to those who have not yet come the wisdom to come and find out, to come and explore, to come and know. And to those of us who have, Lord, followed that instruction and come to see for ourselves and discovered in you everything. Lord, would you give us the common sense and the courage to ask others, to invite others, to use those words as well. Come and see. Lord, we're so grateful for your love to us this morning. Would you continue to bless and encourage us? In Jesus' name. Amen.